Communications disruption can mean only one thing. This is Jam Transmissions, a Star Wars podcast. Welcome everyone to episode 90 of Jam Transmissions, a Star Wars podcast. I'm Peter Viox, and please allow me to introduce my co-host, Mr. Rick Villanueva. Well, hello, everybody out there in listener land. Hello, my good friend, Peter Viox. Happy Star Wars Day to you. How are you, my friend? I'm good, buddy, as usual, and happy Star Wars Day to you and all of our friends out there, but let's also give a happy Star Wars Day to our other co-host today. (laughs) Joining us today at the Pazak table, (laughs) not Sabak. In the seat next to me, in my left, please allow me to introduce the one, the only, Miss Eden Gray. What's Pazak? Pazak is kind of like blackjack, and it, oh, is yeah. that the one that Leo was really good at in Bloodline? Now that I don't, I think that was Sabak, oh. but but Pazak was first introduced to me in Knights of the Old Republic video game. And it was just, it's its come up a few times in canon since then. Like, it exists. <laughs> it, it's real. It's uh, its fun. I'll, I'll teach you how to play it sometime. Awesome. <laughs> this is really episode 90? Episode 90. Wow. How's everybody doing today? Doing fine. It's a Star Wars day. We got to watch Star Wars. There was Star Wars on TV. We watched Star Wars yesterday. We watched Mando on Friday. We watched again today. Yeah, you can't beat that. There was, uh, you know how TNT does its marathons. Woke up to that, you know, just pulled myself out of bed and, you know, it was Star Wars A New Hope was just starting. So, you know, you can't you can't beat that. And, you know, despite the commercials, you know, they always put the commercials in the weirdest place too. you know, like Luke's about to blow up the Death Star. Right. And like right before he takes the shot. All of a sudden, you get a Charmin commercial and this little bear, <laughs> this little bear sitting there like wiping his butt and shit. And I'm just like, damn it. <laughs> How you doing today, Rick? You know, I'm okay. It's uh, it's rather gray in the uh, greater Chicagoland area, but you know, it's 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 not a bad day. It's a Star Wars day, so uh, you know, I- I'm pretty good. It- it's been another week. Um, things have happened, but, uh, nothing bad, of course. And, and, uh, I'm just, I'm happy to be here talking to my friends about Star Wars. Yeah. You can't beat that, man. It's always, um, as soon as we always get started on Star Wars day, it's just kind of like the, the light shines upon us and it's, you know, no matter what kind of a day you're having, like throughout 90 episodes, there have been times that I was like, you know, I just don't feel like recording today. And it's just, you know, it was a rough day here and there. But then as soon as, as soon as it's like, you know, welcome everyone, man, it's just, it's just like flipping on a switch. I love it. So I'm feeling really good today. Flips the Star Wars love on. Yeah. Just like shines a light of happy Star Wars all over. It's like igniting a lightsaber. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about our weeks in Star Wars. So who wants to go first? I'll go first this time. Um, it was, um. A pretty good week for me. Went out to the comic book shop, talked to uh, my buddy David over there at the shop. We had a nice little talk about uh, some Mandalorian stuff, and it, it's nice to be able to talk face to face with with people like that uh, in the nerd space, um, guys. If you can get to your comic book shops, please do. You know, like like a lot of businesses, they need our help. So it, it's nice to um, 
to go and do stuff like that. So, you know, I picked up my polls and actually had some time to read some books this week. So I got caught up on Bounty Hunters and Vader and the Star Wars mainline and Afra because I was kind of falling behind a little bit just with, you know, getting into the holidays and stuff. So um, did that, did a little bit more Empire Strikes Back from a certain point of view. Um, I've got maybe eh, 10 more stories left to go. I'm just kind of trickling them in here and there, which again, for me is weird because I usually just power through these things pretty quickly. But you know, whenever I find the time, um, the big news for me this week, and it was something that I very much needed uh, kind of to lift my own spirits a little bit was I got my um, Black Series Clone Wars Ahsoka, the season seven Ahsoka with the blue outfit, uh, mm-hmm. kind of like the Mandalorian inspired outfit. So that came in earlier in the week. And you know, looking at that thing side by side with the Rebels repack that they did uh, earlier this year with kind of the purple side. Um, and I posted a, a pic of the three of that and uh, the Ahsoka novel on uh, on Twitter. Um, the, there's some really good sculpts. I, I like the fact that they don't look the same. Um, there's some very distinct differences in the sculpt. And it's not just kind of like passage of time thing, but like, you know, the, the color on her mantrails are like, they're com- they're completely different, you know. Not that they're longer; they just they don't match up at all. And I'm I'm good with it, you know. But it's a really cool figure. Um, I did get an email yesterday about another pre order that is going to be coming in soon. I, I want I don't want to get into that until uh until I get it, but uh, that'll be sizzle for maybe another week or two. Um, but um, yeah, it, it's been a lot, you know. And then we watched the Mandalorian Friday, and I watched it three times now. Um, Got some things to say about this episode. I'm sure you guys do too. So, um, but that's it for me. What about you guys? What'd you guys get into? Well, you know, you were talking about those two Ahsoka figures. I've actually got the one that precedes the Rebels release. It was the actual, like the the red box. So I'll have to send you a picture and, and uh, you send me pictures of yours and we'll see if there's even a difference in between that one. Because I know like the Kanan and the, the Ezra figure that came out because uh, I have the the original line of all those and I didn't I didn't get the purple Rebels release ones. So I'd like to kind of compare and see the differences. I know there were a lot of differences to that, but I'd like to you know check on that ahsoka yeah they they did a little bit of a re-sculpt on it it's not terribly different but there there are some subtle changes that they did to it so and we got that clone wars ahsoka trooper this week as well it's beautiful well he got the ahsoka we got the trooper oh i thought he said he got the ahsoka trooper i don't know this that's what we got the ahsoka custom uh clone trooper and he's beautiful yeah we got the 332nd ahsoka's clone trooper we also pre-ordered the ahsoka but you know mine hasn't come in and mm-hmm. i was surprised when i got the black series or the box from walmart because this is a walmart exclusive and i popped it open expecting it to be ahsoka and i was like oh there's the colors there it is there's the orange wait a second <laughs> that's a clone trooper and uh, yeah, this thing's pretty sweet. I'm going to pass this to Eden to check out some of the details on it. But one other thing I wanted to say about it is the the box itself is pristine and not at all like the Maldalorian in the same series that I got that was all crunched up on the corners. I will not be opening this one. This is going on the wall next to Ahsoka as soon as she arrives. Definitely. I got to say like how disappointed I am with I mean, not Walmart anyway, I hate them, but for this release, uh, these four figures, you know, I had pre-order two of them and I kept on getting all of these delay emails and I got a delay email maybe a week before this Ahsoka came in saying that it was pushed back again to like the middle of January. It was like January 15th was the next expected date. And then I noticed I had to charge on my credit card that I did to, you know, put in the pre-order never got an email saying that the order was confirmed. I just went straight to, you know, walmart.com and saw that it was being shipped and I got it a few days later, but like what poor handling for the rollout of these figures. Cause they, they ended up in, they were in stores for like a little over a month now. And of course those disappeared because, you know, people were buying them up rightfully so. But I mean, you got people that were pre-ordering them that they're getting canceled left and right. You know, I I feel kind of lucky that I was able to get it, but Walmart can 
they can eat with this rollout of figures, man. Like they did not do a good job with this thing. I'm happy I got it, but I mean, do better guys. I mean, come on. Yeah, it's pretty tough. Now, as far as like some of the other things that we got into this week, Eden, want to tell everybody about our Grogu mantle? Because that is like my pride and joy right now. It's, it's just all Grogu all the time. (laughs) The whole mantle, all Grogu pops. They're perfect. It's like from the first, they're kind of in chronological release order. So I can like see him grow. And every time you look at one, you remember like that experience when that happened. And uh, yeah, it was, it's pretty exciting. I kind of, I kind of like switch up the, the ordering from time to time uh, from, you know, chronological release to the actual numbering system. Because they're different, and I, I don't understand why. I don't know that much about Funko Pops and their releases, and why you know they, they put out certain numbers. And it's kind of like the episodes of Clone Wars when they came out; like it didn't make any damn sense. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we got all eight pops that are available, and um, that includes all of the exclusives, and they are open and uh, on top of their box and. In the library, we have all of them still in package. We have at least one of each other one. So it's really exciting to kind of get it out in the open in the living room. And they are capped on each side with a Black Series Grogu as well. So it is all Grogu all the time. We're running out of space. I don't know what we're going to do if they continue to release these. It's such a good problem. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> we'll just have to get two out mantles. Of, out of all the problems this year, like this is the best one. <laughs> yeah. Um, now this is also the first week since Mando Monday started that I did not pre-order anything. I was really looking forward to this week, but I then was not interested in any of it. Nope. Nope. Just a bunch of random t-shirts. Yeah. Um, no, I'm sorry to anyone else that was like, oh man, this is, this is, this is totally me. This t-shirt rocks. I'm buying this. I'm sorry to shit on you. (laughs) But you know, there was one with the Mithral in like all of his neck farting glory on a tank top. And I'm just like, you know, that just doesn't suit my season. I took a look at some of that stuff and it was like, swipe, 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 swipe. All right. Close the damn thing. I, it's nothing yeah. There. I wasn't impressed with any of the Ahsoka merch or the Ahsoka shirts at all. You know, there haven't been many good Ahsoka shirts cause I want one too. And, um, you know, uh, it, there was at the last celebration, there was a purple Ahsoka shirt that was really cool, but it was only, it was either child or female sizes. And I fit neither of those criteria <laughs> and uh, I wanted it so bad, but like even an extra large in females is not going to fit me. So I was like, you know, what's the point? Anyways, um, I also continued to read. I'm, I'm kind of slogging my way through the from a certain point of view Empire Strikes Back. Um, I probably have about eight hours left, eight and a half hours left in the audiobook. I'm really taking my time with it just listening to it. It's easy to kind of pick up and go, even if it's like a couple of days in between uh, listening sessions on my commute. Uh, I got to say, I'm enjoying it overall, like a lot of it. Um, some of the first book I wasn't too keen on. Now this book, you know, it, it just only kind of rubs me the wrong way every once in a while. And when I say rubs me the wrong way, I, I'm not saying it's a like bad stories at all. It's just, you know, they're not my favorite, but there are a couple stories in there that I'm really looking forward to talking about because it's kind of filling in some gaps and giving us some new canon material for stuff that is simply not there. And it's exciting stuff about Wookiees stuff about Bosk. And I'm just, I'm just really excited about that as, as the Wookiee aficionado that I am uh, really, really enjoying this story. And the only other thing that I have this week. And I'm really excited about this because to me, this has been really hard to find. I got a power of the force Two expanded universe, dark trooper from the dark Ooh. forces video game. It's so nice. cool. Yeah, it is awesome. Uh, the price was right on it. It's a little bit banged up, but you know, all the pristine ones are stupid, like high in price. And um, this thing is sweet. And if I thought that the 3d play scene Thrawn box was heavy this thing is like a couple ounces heavier than that like it is it is awesome it is super cool i'm gonna read uh, something from the back for people like because this is all relative to a few episodes ago 
and we were talking about the Dark Trooper and it being from the Dark Forces game. It says, It is a period of civil war. The Rebel Alliance struggles to free the galaxy from the clutches of the evil Galactic Empire, discovering that Imperial forces have begun developing a new type of stormtrooper. The Rebels call on mercenary Kyle Katarn. His mission, seek out and destroy the secret Imperial project called Dark Trooper. Known as Phase 3, this most powerful of the Dark Troopers is actually a figure known as General Moke or Mach, however you wanted to say it. Practically unstoppable, he represents the greatest threat to the success of the Rebel Alliance. Now, the timing is different on this, but it's still, it still is evident that you know they are borrowing stuff from old Legends material to continue telling stories in canon. And it's very exciting that uh, we have examples of this and you know something I can put on my wall to say, this happened because of this and it's just a lot of fun it adds to uh, my enjoyment of star wars as a whole and i hope that they continue to, to pull from legends as as time goes on you know that that figure is pretty beefy like he fills up that whole blister bubble you know so he's he's a big figure and it but, is really heavy i almost just dropped it <laughs> yeah that, that that thing is pretty big um but I'm, I want to know who working on the Mandalorian this season is the big video game fan, because mm-hmm. a lot of stuff this season has come from the old video games. Yeah, exactly. I mean, who is it? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't see Dave Filoni sitting there, you know, at his keyboard playing Dark Forces. And I don't know about John Favreau. He doesn't seem like he's got a lot of time to play video games because he's got his, his fingers and everything. I don't know. I mean, he used to maybe. If if either of them used to spend a lot of time playing video games, it's Favreau, right? Yeah. Well, this game is from 1995 too, so yeah, yeah. All you got to do is have a memory. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, it's exciting, and I'm still holding out that that Trask was named for Trask Algo. That's another video game reference there too. But uh, yeah, that's about it for for my Star Wars week. It was a really exciting one, and um. I'm just looking forward to next Star Wars week. I don't I don't think I have anything else coming in. I I think that's that's another crazy problem to have is I, I don't remember what I've bought and when it's coming in. Um it's I know I got some stuff coming in January, but I don't know if I have anything else coming this month. Well, with that, how about we uh we start tackling some news, guys? Yeah, you know, there was some a couple of things came up this week. Nothing too major, you know, the last couple of weeks we've had kind of a, a laundry list of things uh, in a different couple of different areas. But this week um, we got an announcement of the next uh, kind of like, I don't want to call it adult novel, but the Charles Soule's second novel uh, in the High Republic series. Um, and it is going to be called, I need to find it right here. I'm sorry, but I don't have it in front of me. <laughs> like, the upcoming Chucky Soul novel is the working title that I've I've seen making the rounds on on the internet. So yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> I didn't even know, I didn't know about that release at all. I, I have to admit, this is how I get my Star Wars news every week. Like sitting down, listening to Rick, like list off what happened. <laughs> I'm, I'm not kidding. Like, you're not alone. I don't really stay up on the news. Um, I know you guys do because you're you're posting online and you're actually on Twitter, but I don't. I. Unless I'm like, oh yeah, let's go look at what came out on Mando Monday. Like I'm not up on Star Wars news right now, so this is my first experience of all of these new stories. So yeah, there's nothing wrong with that, and that that was the joy of listening to podcasts for most people. So not everybody has that sort of uh, time or drive to to sit there and seek out everything. So that's that's what we're here for. We hope that other people use this as as their sources of news as well. But aside from you know that book, man. The only the only book that I knew about that got any sort of press was uh, there was an article about the Kevin Scott book. I think it was called The Rising Storm. Yeah, that's actually the one that I was thinking of. the The Charles Soule announcement was that there's going to be uh, a, a limited edition of Light of the Jedi coming out by um, out of print. Uh, that's going to mm-hmm. pre orders up go up for that on on release day on January fifth or January sixth when when Light of the Jedi comes out. Uh, it's got a different wraparound cover with a couple of the Jedi's riding steel horses. They're called Steelies. Um, oh yeah, I did yeah. see that picture. So right away, I was thinking of uh, some Bon Jovi on the <laughs> steel horse I ride. But um, yeah, so it was cool. Like it was them and uh, some Nile kind of facing off in like kind of a the desert 
arid kind of, you know, place and uh, good girl Ember running right alongside him. So he says that's in the book and I'm seeing uh, some, um, some of the arcs have gone out. So people are reading these books. He said that he just read the last page of, of, you know, the print book that he had and, and, you know, people are really starting to praise it. You know, we, there's a review embargo until the 14th, so we won't hear anything specific about these books until then. But, uh, but yeah, so Kevin Scott, uh, the rising storm comes out in, um, in July, I believe July 6th, I think is the release date for that. Um, pre-orders are up for that. And it's, uh, you know, there was some cover art and one of the characters he said is a, a force sensitive monster hunter. Uh, which sounds really intriguing. I don't, I don't remember the character's name offhand, but uh, you know, these guys, they're just, they're pumping away at these, at these yeah. stories. They're living their dream life, like as authors getting to write star Wars. Each of them seems to not just have done whatever the initial story is that they're working on, but you know, there's, there's a whole you know slew of stuff that we're not even aware of that they've been in development and, you know, we'll, we'll probably get more announcements as time goes on. Um, from some other things, but yeah, it's really exciting to know that we'll have the first round of books in a, just a few weeks, and then in the middle of the year, we'll have the second round of them. And and uh, I know it's going to be another busy year, it seems. Yeah, I, I'm so ready for it, man. Like you, you always have that feeling. Like you remember that feeling last year after Mando was over. It's like, well, what do we do now? And then a lot of people, you know, just kind of, I, I noticed that like our listenership actually kind of declined a little bit, right? Right around January because people are like, well, there's nothing to do with star Wars for a while. And, uh, but man, no, we're going to be so ready after this because the high Republic is going to be right after Mando. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> hold on. Like, as Rick says, I'm going to, this is a direct quote of Rick Villanueva. Hold on to your booty holes. Like, <laughs> We ain't stop it. <laughs> no, this this ride, you know, even going back to, you know, I joked about what Hal Hickle tweeted last week about the roller coaster. Like, there's so much stuff that's coming that, you know, we tend to forget about. I mean, we still have, you know, Bad Batch coming up in a couple of months, probably, and all of these books and, you know, the other shows that are in production now, which was some of the other news that kind of dropped this week. Um, and I can jump into that, you know, Cass... Uh, Diego Luna was on uh, Jimmy Kimmel this week, uh, and he says that they are currently, right now, they are filming the as yet untitled Cassian Andor series. Yay. And how long um, has this been untitled? It's been years. <laughs> it's been like a year and a half. And and the thing about this one, they, this show was announced in one of the Disney earnings calls. Uh, you know, when Bob Iger was still running things, I think he is now kind of the interim again with the the other Bob. But this coming Thursday, December 10th, there is Disney's Investors Day. And I was looking at the website. Uh, there's going to be some kind of a web stream for this. And it's they are approximating that this event on Thursday is going to be four hours long. So wow. they're going to be covering a lot of stuff. And you know, just, I've seen some speculation. People are thinking we'll get a title for the Kenobi series. We'll get a title for the Cassian series. We'll get a release date for the Bad Batch whenever that's coming on Disney Plus. Um, you know, maybe something about the new movies. I mean, there's so much stuff uh, for us as Star Wars fans that we can uh, kind of latch onto if they decide to go that way. As I know the last couple of earnings calls, there really wasn't much information except for numbers. But um, you know, given that it's a, a four-hour thing, you know, there there could be a lot of good information on that. And I, I forget the name of the website that's going to be hosting it, but you can find it. The public can listen to it. You just you jump on about an hour beforehand and kind of, you know, get your spot. Um, but um, yeah, so Cassian's filming right now. I saw Diego Luna's got he's sporting a full beard, so we'll see. You know, we'll see a bearded Cassian in the series, I guess, which means I have to stop shaving for a little while if I'm gonna carry out the look um but yeah, uh, work on that cosplay yeah i man. know man i you know I, it, it it's it's a lot of hard work to look as good as diego luna does <laughs> um but we also had some news this week um about the kenobi series you know we a couple of weeks ago you and mcgregor said that they were going to start filming in march and there was a some kind of production notes that came out about a filming location in Boston uh, to do some pickup shots, probably some B-roll stuff um, in just a few weeks in January. 
Well, it turns out that some of that information, that information was kind of half correct. <laughs> I saw a lot of people in Boston were really excited about like, oh my God, this, there's going to be a Star Wars thing happening here. But it turns out it's actually Boston in England. Uh, it's a small town in England uh, <laughs> that has some uh, sound stages and stuff that they're going <laughs> to they're going to be filming out there. And some pictures <laughs> popped up yesterday. I saw um, Bestman Bulletin tweeted, uh, and then they corrected themselves. But because there is a shooting location in Boston, Massachusetts, but they're filming a Netflix uh, show or movie. I guess it's going to be starring Leonardo DiCaprio. So some people confused that and thought it was the Kenobi thing, but it's actually. Overseas, and I uh, saw our buddy uh, Johnny Orm says uh, it's not too far from him, but COVID restrictions are keeping him away from where you know any of that is. But uh, it's good to know that you know the kind of the, the ball is rolling on these series, and this time mm-hmm. next year we could have one of them at least out. I don't remember what the um, scheduled release dates for either one of these series was, but um, yeah, in another year or so we could be knee deep in two live action shows and another animated thing. And yeah, it, it's, it, it's exciting to know that the stuff is happening. So. Yeah. That's crazy to think about. I think the working title should be six years old. <laughs> I like that. You know, it's got a nice ring. <laughs> and back when he was six, he just had the mustache and then like, it, it just slowly <laughs> leads into the full beard. He had a little dirt you know? mustache. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's exciting. I'm, um, I'm hopeful for that. I mean, like, I can't imagine something starting in March, you know, would 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 be ready as soon as that. But you know, fingers crossed for for six years old. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, and the same with Kenobi too, which will be uh I don't know. Come up with a name for that one. That's not Kenobi. Um Right. But yeah. Hello there. Yes, ho- hello there. Um that's it, it'll be in the show and then you want to just wink at the camera and break the fourth wall dead, <laughs> deadpool style um the last bit of like kind of news it's kind of not really news um so last week with the inclusion of you know thrawn being mentioned in the um by ahsoka uh in mandalorian um our buddy timmy zahn put up a little notification on twitter and said like hey guys listen you guys have been blowing me up and um, I just want to let you know that I had no idea they were going to put Thrawn by name in this thing. I don't know what they're doing with him, but you know the creators are very smart people, and they don't do stuff like that without a reason. So there's probably going to be some more Thrawn stuff coming. But he essentially said that like I have nothing to do with it um, for now, which on the one hand is a little disappointing uh, to know that he may not be part of the creative process is if there's some more Thrawn stuff. But, but on the other hand, he has lied to us before. True. So I, I, I don't know. <laughs> to our faces. <laughs> to my face. <laughs> I don't know what kind of input he had with Rebels if they like consulted with him, which I would I imagine they probably would. Um, so he'll be around to give them some kind of stuff for Thrawn. I would imagine if they'd pull some live action or if they're doing another animated thing or whatever. But uh, yeah, it was nice to hear from him and just say like, hey guys, I'm excited as as you guys are to see all that stuff. And I was just as taken aback by the announcement, um, you know, her, her saying that as you guys were. So just, I, and I believe in his thing, he actually said, hold on to your booty holes. So that might be a direct quote, but don't quote me on it. <laughs> You're the only person to quote on that. What are you talking about? Yeah, but yeah. here, like on that note, um, I remember him talking about uh, his experience watching rebels and man, I, I feel like I'm 99% correct on this uh, he he said that he was experiencing it alongside of us and he was enjoying it as much i don't think he was consulted at all for that and it kind of gave him ideas um you know moving forward and, and he you know i i get kind of mixed up though like i know sometimes we say thrawn works without like all of his books still work even across legends without the um you know, the stories that, that took place in the animation, but sometimes I feel like they do like, you know, they, I don't know. It's, and I, I feel like I've definitely heard him say, you know, I don't know anything and nothing's, you know, coming out as far as I know, and they don't ever consult me and blah, blah, blah. And then next thing you know, like a month later, he's announcing new books and new merch and all this other stuff. And turns out he is consulted. So like, he's just master of the poker face. I like that one time that he did an interview before the reveal of 
Thrawn was going to be on season three of Rebels. And he, he was like, no, I, I sure would like if Thrawn, like I'm available if, if they ever want, you know, to include Thrawn in the new canon, but I don't know anything about it. The very next month they made the announcement about Thrawn in season three. Not only did he lie about knowing that he had the entire book already written and it was announced yeah. at that celebration. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> sneaky Tim's on. Very sneaky. Oh, Timmy. <laughs> yeah, he, 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 he knows what he's doing. He's been, he's been uh, twiddling our bits for quite a while. So he, he, knows, he knows what he's up to. <laughs> twiddling our bits. Twiddling that's our that's bits. Timmy. It's another yeah. great quote. <laughs> Well, that's going to be about it for news this week. And guys, if you missed any of that stuff or you want to read a little bit more about it, just check the show notes for the article links and stuff. And uh, yeah, that's always the case uh, with the episodes. If you ever want to catch up on anything or you miss anything, we always throw that stuff in the show notes. It's pretty thick every time. But if you guys are ready, I'd like to talk about a little live action. I'm ready. All right, well, this is your final spoiler warning. If you have not seen The Tragedy, we're going to be talking about Mandalorian Season 2, Episode 6, Chapter 13. Now this, this was a good episode. I don't think I've said, guys, this was a, a lukewarm or a bad episode yet. This Every episode has popped this season of Mandalorian for me. But let's do this like we always do. Who is first? Rick's first. Wow. I thought you were going to jump in with something, Eden, but uh, kind of caught me off guard there. First, impre- you know what? Uh, when the title came up, I was like, oh, you son of a You're going to do this, aren't you? That's what I thought, too. And uh, and then my nerd brain went, uh, you know, the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise. I couldn't help myself. <laughs> Um, and I know a lot of other people did this felt the same way, but it was, uh, it was, it was a definitely a different episode. This was one of the, one of the first times that I really could feel the director in this, in, in the episode. And as much as I enjoyed kind of, kind of, this was a Robert Rodriguez. And as much as I enjoyed the story of the episode, this is not my favorite looking episode. Mm-hmm. So, um, We'll get into specifics in a minute, but uh, yeah, I mean, it was fun. It was short. It was only 32 minutes, I believe. Um, so, I mean, they kind of jumped right in and yeah, it was a lot of uh, booty hole holding. <laughs> That's hard to say it that way, man. It's a, it's a tough state. <laughs> um, yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun though. You sure do hold on to your booty hole a lot. I, I you know. <laughs> Well, I tell you what, my first impression of this episode was, you know, part of the way through it, I was like, oh, this is just going to be kind of a simple episode. There's not going to be all that much to talk about, you know, like whenever he was just going up through the mountain and like, oh, I think this is it, kid. It's Tython. Give me the ball. Let's go up here. Let's sit you on the rock. And then all of a sudden you hear a ship. And then I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Slave one all of a sudden comes across the screen. And Eden and I at the exact same time go, oh, shit. <laughs> That's exactly how it went. <laughs> it was really exciting. From that point on, I was like, holy hell, man. Like, I couldn't hold on to my booty hole. My booty hole was flying and flapping <laughs> all over the place. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Eden? What was your first impression? I was thinking a lot about that last whatever episode um, with Cobb Vanth where we talked a lot about what if this, what if that, what if Slave One, what if Boba Fett and all these different possibilities. Yeah. Like, dang, some you guys kind of called it, some of it. Yeah. I mean, what can I say? <laughs> We're jam transmissions. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I have to agree with Rick. Like, the story was great and I really, I, I liked the episode. I liked it more the second time I watched it, but I didn't really like how it looked most of the time. Like, there were so many, so many blaster bolts, like, so much shooting. 
so much shooting from behind rocks over and over and over. And I'm like, okay, we're going to have another one minute scene of Fennec Shand shooting from behind rocks. Oh, and <laughs> another one. Okay. <laughs> and it just kept going. Like, when are we going to get back to like not shooting from behind rocks and stormtroopers? Um, so it was just a little repetitive, but you know, I felt really engaged during all that on, on the flip side of what you're saying. Like I didn't get yeah, bored with it. I, I was like, I was like, Oh my God, you know, I'm a big action movie fan anyways. Yeah. And I, I usually am, but I was just, there was no change in scenery. Like it was, there wasn't a possibility for it. And, um, I don't, I don't know. It was really, really awesome. Um, when Boba Fett kicked some ass. Oh uh, yeah. With his, what is that? His gaffy stick. Is that really what it is? Yep, it's a Tuscan Raider. Have we ever weapon. actually seen one used? Well, until now, you know, in in A New Hope, you saw saw him sitting there just like shaking it up above his that, head. But that's it. Reverse and forward and reverse and forward. <laughs> it was amazing. It was epic. Uh, like, also, I Luke thought... Luke was uh, rolling around on the on the ground while the Tuscan was at- attacking it and ah, hitting okay. it on the ground. Yeah, I I have to say this. It's it's been in my head, and I've been kind of holding it because I didn't want to like post it like on a spoiler on Twitter or whatever monster shout out to Boba Fett for kicking so much ass with a Bantha's toothbrush. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he like exactly. used a, like a Bantha's toothpick and just broke some fool's faces, man. Like just, he, he literally broke ugh. those stormtroopers into pieces. And then that was before he got his armor back. And then he was like, even more of a badass. was like, well, damn, I'm glad he's on our side because <laughs> he is deadly scary. Like, this is the coolest Boba Fett has ever been. Yeah, I kind of want to go ahead and say, I want to, I've done this with Boba Fett in regard to Boba Fett a few times this season. Um, taking back what I say, not taking it back, but basically amending my feelings on things. I've always been that guy that says, Boba Fett, meh. I mean, he never really did much. He only had like this many minutes on screen and stuff like that. So like, how can you get excited about it? You know, at the same time saying, you know what, you like who you like. If you like, yeah, he looks really cool. Fill in the blanks and make it fun for yourself. That's great. There's nothing wrong with that. But now Boba Fett is undeniably a badass to me. Yeah. You know, I can't deny it. It's yeah. it's so cool. I feel like all those all those Boba Fett fans forever, like everybody who's got a Boba Fett tattoo or like decked out their car like that, you know, those ultra fans. Yeah. They were justified. Like they got Finally. they got what what they were asking for this whole time. Here it is. And I can't wait to see some some grown up Boba Fett cosplayers when <laughs> uh you know because that's all we see anymore is like little kids dressed as Boba Fett. Well, like they're going to be so many dads dressed as Boba Fett. Oh, I thought you meant like guys with dad bods dressed up as Boba <laughs> Fett. Yeah. <laughs> because that's exactly what I mean. <laughs> because here's the thing when he was wearing that armor, that's kind of like me putting my jeans on from when I was in my 20s. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> it's going to be so cool. Like so many people are going to have an epic, epic, badass cosplay that will fit them no matter what because it's Boba Fett's armor and that's his and you don't take it away and it fits him no matter what. And if you don't like it, he'll hit you with a gaffy stick, <laughs> crack your head open. Yeah. You know, there's been so much talk about Boba Fett this weekend that like, I, I it's, it's so bad to say this, but it, it's almost like Moff Gideon got overshadowed in this episode. And I, Jim really. I yeah I haven't seen a lot of chatter about Gideon this weekend and his oh my gosh just has no one made a gif of his turn and cape sweep because that I could watch over and over his performance in this episode was so menacing mm-hmm. his his acting is just top notch and he gets that little grin he's taunting Grogu with the dark saber telling him he'll poke his eye out um if he uses like you you asshole man you love to hate him and he's doing mm-hmm. it so well uh it it's nice to have that l- kind of loathing for a Star Wars villain again you know like Krennic was Krennic I love Krennic but he was kind of like like Tarkin's pestering little brother almost. And, you know, you don't really, you didn't really get a lot of fear from him. Um, Kylo Ren to me, eh, he didn't do it for me. That was he, whatever, he's not a villain to me. Um, but 
and even you know bringing Palpatine back was kind of like, all right, well, we've kind of seen this before. But this guy comes in and just he's a scene stealer, you know, every time he's on, mm-hmm. and he doesn't even have to say anything. Like you said, just turning yep. around with the cape, a little the grin, um, whatever he's doing, like he just he's captivating to watch, and I love it, and I can't wait to see what terrible things he's going to do this season and and, and next season. <sighs> yeah. And it, we all knew that this was going to happen and it sucks to see, you know, Grogu and those baby binders and him being shot with this stun blast. That hurts. That hurts every time I see it. I'm, I'm not cool with that, but you know, we all knew this was coming because we've read the Giancarlo sizzles in all of his interviews. And I've always held on. And I've always known that this was going to happen because he said that Moff Gideon and Grogu were going to get some alone time. And, oh, it's just horrible to think about. And the fact that, you know, we know the motivation. We know that it's all about he is, you know, that he needs the donor. And it's just, it just sucks. All around, it just sucks. What what did you think, Eden? I mean, it crushed you, too, to see him get shot, right? Yeah, it did. And those tiny, tiny shackles, as soon as he said, put him in shackles, I'm like, you're kidding, right? Like, yeah, he can use the force, but he's tiny. What what the hell are you going to do? And then they just come up with these tiny, tiny handcuffs out of nowhere. (sighs) Yeah, it wasn't How dare they? (laughs) Wasn't cool. Wasn't cool. But it was pretty cool watching him use the force on those stormtroopers. He tried so hard. And I'm going to, I know that uh, we we occasionally like go back to our uh, predictions episode. Mm -hmm. I've done pretty good so far Mm -hmm. on this, you know, with, and I'm not going to go through the list, but I did get one today that Baby Yoda was going to use. And I said, I said, Baby Yoda, Grogu was going to use the dark side of the force. Well, in your original prediction, it was baby Yoda is going to use the force. Thank you. But he used the dark side. Mm -hmm. He force choked people Mm -hmm. (laughs) again. Mm -hmm. Again. (laughs) I want to know if there is like a setting for stun for smaller creatures. You know what I mean? Like they, 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 they use the stun on Leia and it's like the appropriate amount to knock her out. And we've seen it some other times, but like, He's so small that like, you know, it would be like giving a horse tranquilizer to a kitten. You know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. you don't want to overstun him. You're going to kill him. So, and then he got sleepy, sleepy Grogu. Man. Um, that's the other thing too. When, when, when Gideon tells him, he's like, but you get so sleepy. I was like, oh, so you evil. bastard. You know what though? Yeah. The scene when the dark troopers are coming down. Um, that was one of the scenes like visually I was kind of like, eh, didn't look fantastic. Um, but when they take him away, my first thought was, that's what you get for stealing cookies, son. You don't steal (laughs) another kid's cookies. That's the consequences. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Thieving little bastard. I said it before. You don't steal cookies, man. Steel cookies, dark troopers are going to come and exact, take you that's, away. That's what I'm telling Isaac from now on. He's like, you do, <laughs> you the do, lesson. Bad, you do bad stuff, dark troopers are going to take you to a Star Destroyer. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, what that did tell us, though, about the dark troopers coming down is that it is not a suit. They are they are super-powered, crazy droids. Yeah, yeah, they're droids. Yeah, so that's freaky. That's terrible. They look like Iron Man mm-hmm. um, with Darth Vader helmets. It's creepy. It's terrible. It sucked as soon as they pulled him away. Um, Can we talk about um, Grogu on that rock and how he activated it? Oh, let's do And the do shield. It. Like, I feel like the shield that activated from the rock that kept repelling the Mandalorian was, I mean, it was part of the rock that did not come from Grogu. Because Grogu wouldn't do that one, and two, he like he didn't even know it was happening, and it came out of those runes. That what were those? I mean, I don't know. Have we seen anything like the shield before? Something that I wanted to ask for sure. I don't think there's been any visual representation of the Force like that. That's what we're kind of meant to think it is. But I think they had to have something visual there to explain why. Din couldn't physically reach him because if it was just invisible and you just hear kind of the the low rumbling sound when he's using the force anyway, I don't think it would translate as well. Um, but that the seeing stone, yeah, the, the runes on there, you know, I 
try to see if you know there there's uh different fonts and text that you can you know that exists in Star Wars where you can kind of check that stuff. I couldn't make anything out of the writing that's on the seeing stone, but it made me think of do you guys remember early in the year there was the leaked script for Colin Trevorrow's uh, Duel of the Fates season uh, um, episode nine? Mm-hmm. Um, in that, there was a series of like beacons that were uh, like ancient Jedi. I don't know. They were beacons, you know. They sent out signals and stuff. And I'm wondering if this was something that they adapted kind of from that script, and. You know, I, I the, the larger question now is, you know, was he able to contact anybody? Who did he contact? Um, you right. know, we, we joked last week about it being Jorah Sabaoth. And, <laughs> you know, I, I'm, there's a lot of talk about, well, it's going to be Luke. And, like, there's a part of me that's like, Fuck, I don't want that. I, I don't care how much Sebastian Stan looks like a young Luke Skywalker. I don't want it. Um, See, he, now it's going to happen and you're going to start writing petitions and you're going to hate <laughs> Mandalorian. See, fear is the path to the dark side, dude. I'm, I'm, not af- I'm hopeful. I'm I not want it to be it. Ezra. You are afraid to see it happen. No, I'm not. I hate you. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm, be I'm, positive, Rick. Yeah. Golly. Maintaining I just, I, my hope that it's Ezra. Yeah, I, I'm kind of like anybody but Luke. Um, because it it just it doesn't make sense to me. That's not positive. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, listen. <laughs> if it's Ezra, if it turns out to be, you know, what if it? What if Ahsoka was like, it was, you know, it's her. Like it just went straight to her, and she, when she's like, well, damn it, now I have to do something. Now I have to go help them. Like that to me makes more sense than he has contact with Luke, and you know, I don't know. I just it. I just I don't want it. I don't want Luke in this thing. As I said it last week, guys, if you want Luke, convince me. I just I don't I don't want him in this thing. I I just don't. Um, and no, uh, that's I, cool. I was just teasing you. So I mean, you can think whatever you want. <laughs> well, I meant kind of like the you know listeners at large. Like if you guys have opinions about it and you do want Luke, like tell tell me why. You know, I just I for me, I it's it's just it's too big of a name to have in this show. I feel, and you know, I said it before. Like it, it just it, to me, it just feels like it, it it'll take away from this story, and I I I don't want it. I will hop in there real quick, though. You guys were mentioning Ezra, and I don't think that it is Ezra. And the reason being is Ahsoka told Din about Tython, and if there's this big search for Ezra, then why wouldn't Ahsoka, who knows about Tython, just take Sabine to Tython? and reach out to Ezra because he's just going to answer the call right then and there. I mean, it just doesn't, it feels like it would be all muddled at that point if you Mm -hmm. make it Ezra. Yeah, that's true. My, my biggest hope is that, um, he reaches no one like, yeah, Ahsoka hears it, but she ignores them because she's not going to train him and no one comes and Mando raises Grogu forever and ever the end. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we were just talking about where we think this series is going to go, and I'm going to go ahead and include somebody else in the conversation today because we got some of that good old... Calling Chatter! You must contact me! Yay! Yeah, this one comes from Mike Harris. It says, what's going on, Rick, Pete, and Eden? Literally just finished the last episode and your recap of The Jedi and just had to get some thoughts out. First, as a Legends guy, I am there with y'all on getting in some of the post-ROTJ Thrawn, possibly leading an Imperial Remnant, something separate from the First Order, and then throw in a new Inquisitorius? Hell yes. There was some artwork on the internet I saw a while back of both Mara Jade and Starkiller reimagined as Inquisitors, and it would work really well. That leads me to my second thought, which was, where do I hope this series goes? As amazing as it's been, I think it's all, I almost feel that Grogu has taken the spotlight a bit too much. Not necessarily him personally, but how the story is being crafted around him. It's starting to tie in larger themes like the Force and Jedi and just not where I thought we'd be with the show. Is it time to rip the Band-Aid off and give Grogu a happy send-off? It's going to happen eventually. Is it better to do it now and get back to what we all assumed the series would center on, the Mandalorian and Mando culture? Just wanted to see what you all thought. Thank you for the amazing content, and may the Force be with you. Mike Harris. 
may the force be with you too, buddy. Thanks for reaching out to us. Thoughts, guys? Um, I'm like partially with you, Mike. You know, and this is one of those things that like uh, I was talking with a few folks on Twitter about expectations. And, you know, we all thought the show was going to be one thing. Uh, and it's kind of turning out to be partially that. Um, you know, we got that first kind of synopsis on Instagram from John Favreau saying that it was, you know, this lone gunslinger in the galaxy doing his stuff, but, you know, turned into this lone wolf and cub, which is fine. Uh, it, it's worked pretty well so far. But yeah, g- getting into the force stuff and, and having, at least for this season, kind of a focus on those things seems to take away from what we thought the show was going to be. Um, I don't see a separation between Grogu and Din anytime soon. Uh, and if there is a separation, I think it's how the series ends, um, which is going to be kind of heartbreaking because we've gone on you know all of these adventures with them. I don't think it's a detriment to the show to have kind of these explorations. And honestly, it's kind of par for the course with something that Dave Filoni is involved with. Um, you know, you go going into Clone Wars, we had Mortis and then everything with Rebels and, you know, the hidden temples and the world between worlds and stuff like that. Um, everything with Rebels. <laughs> seriously, I mean, it's, that's all. Just, I know it's just, it brings like so many. It's like a waterfall of images in my brain when you yeah. say everything with Rebels. But that's a whole other episode. But he's but that's what Dave Filoni does. That's what he knows. And as as a student of George Lucas, that I mean, I can imagine what those conversations was were like, you know, getting into what the force is and how it works and, and, you know, how it affects people who can't use it, um, those kinds of things. And, you know, ultimately storytelling for star Wars is about, it's about a number of things, but you know, a lot of times it tends to be about uh, like a found family and these characters in this, especially in this season, uh, including the guest characters that they've brought in with, you know, Boba and Ahsoka, um, have on paper very similar kind of backgrounds. You know, they come from, you know, especially with, you know, Ahsoka, Din, and Grogu, you know, they come from circumstances where they were pulled away from family and had to adapt in a new life and re-identify themselves uh, and grow in a world that, you know, a lot of people don't understand. And, you know, with Boba essentially being dead and coming back and, you know, for those of us or for fans, you know, feeling like he had some kind of redemption, there's a turnaround for the character and again, a new acceptance of identity. So, you know, like I said, that that's all stuff that's very par for the course for, for Dave Filoni to do. So it's not kind of not surprising in retrospect to that the show is going this way, but yet yeah, it, it's not what we expected. Um, it still works. Um, but it leads me to think like if they're doing this much force lore, in this season for what we know, you know, at least, you know, speculatively that there's at least a third or a fourth season being planned. Um, will they keep doing it or will it turn into something else afterwards? You know? Mm, yeah. I agree with pretty much everything that you said too. And, you know, it, it seems like it would be really hard uh, to go ahead and do that send off with only two episodes left in this season. And I agree with you, Mike um, also saying, you know, it's going to happen or, you know, how do we feel about it as a possibility? I feel like it's definitely going to happen. There is going to be a send off at one point. And I think that there is plenty of opportunities for the show to continue without Grogu. If that is the pot is, you know, the way that they do go because this season we've got so many other threads to pull on, especially with, um, Bo-Katan and all of that stuff with the Mandalorians, you know, he finds a new covert. You've got the original covert that we know and love. They're off out somewhere. There's a story to be told with that reunited with the armor Boba Fett. And, um, you know, the changes in Boba Fett's story, he's automatically changing immediately when he says, I have, I give my allegiance to no one when he's asking about, did you take the creed? But he also stands by his word at the end of the episode and says, you know, actually the deal is not done between us. Now um, I'm going to help you find your baby. You know, like that was, that was part of our deal. So he's showing growth there. There's the possibility of continuing their adventure. Din doesn't have a ship anymore. He needs to have a ship. He needs to, the story needs to continue with Mandalorians in some form or another. But 
on that other side, I think you're not going to have that Band-Aid ripped off, Mike, in two episodes. That That's my thought. No, then the next two episodes are going to be about getting Grogu back. That's the only clear goal. Everyone has this goal. Everyone that we've, that has joined Mando's little circle and his found family, that, that's the goal. Get the yeah. baby back. Um, and we all want that to happen. We all need our baby back. <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of that's going to be the next episode and probably bleed into the, the, the eighth episode. But at the end, you know how we kind of speculated that Thrawn kind of appears with yeah. his red eyes and he becomes that, the big bad of season three. That would be fantastic. I think that you're also going to get the reveal of a Jedi, yeah. possibly somebody that we don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that would, would also new character. That would be really cool. And just kind of like the cliffhanger ending of the season. Mm -hmm. Season twos do that in a lot of shows, Mm -hmm. you know? They've really got to keep us on the edge of our seats, right at the edge of that hook, so that we, you know, keep coming back. Yeah. And not just for Baby Yoda. (laughs) (laughs) You know, he is enough, but there's got to be more. I will say that with the destruction the total destruction of the Razor Ugh. Crest, uh, which was like, oh, that Devastating. was, like you said, it was, that was a holy shit moment. Um, Din already has a new ship, guys. It's called Friendship. <laughs> so um, he's got everything he needs right here with his new buddies. Um, <laughs> yeah, got your hand over your heart. Like, it's right here. Yeah. Um, goodness. Goodness. Yeah. Yeah. It was... Um, a bit taken aback by that scene, and, and it was devastating. It was like losing another character. You know, yeah, I, I, it was well, exactly. And you know, I, shout out to anybody who uh, paid three hundred fifty dollars to Haslab to get to get yeah. their ship. I don't, oh. I, I don't mean to, I don't mean to poke fun, but it's like, guys, like they just closed that thing up, and that money's all locked in. I think Hasbro pulled in close to like six million dollars in sales on that thing. And then they blew the fucking thing up. I mean, come on. But like now those people are going to have a razor crest forever. Yeah, no, like, I, I'm even more jealous of them now. <laughs> it's I don't know. It just kind of Yeah. I see what so. you're saying, but I, I feel like the joke's on the rest of us on that one. Now they uh, now they got one. It's fine. And it, and I saw I guess like yesterday's <laughs> yesterday's advent calendar was a, ra- a little Lego razor crest. Uh like the timing is just terrible (laughs) (laughs) yeah well we know that uh we're going to be picking up another character from last season we're going to be getting migs mayfield once again which as soon and eden can can uh we all made the same face yeah i I said oh man (laughs) really that guy (laughs) i really didn't like that guy i really don't like that guy so yeah we we got that going on we got another ex-imperial sharpshooter you've got din you've got boba fett and then you got Fennec Shan, who never misses, but she did miss a couple times in the episode. I did notice that she missed a couple times. I'm just saying. And you got, they're going to be going up against the Empire. And um, he's got a pretty sweet little badass army that he's, yeah. he's building up. And it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to that. And uh, we've kind of hit the, the uh, target time for the end of the episode today. So guys, kind of pull your final thoughts together and whether it's about this episode or where you think it's going to go. I, I think that we're going to have some really crazy reveals still, um, especially from Moff Gideon. I think that we're going to get a little more hint of his ultimate plan, and it's going to be awful. Um, and I'm really excited to see everybody come together to to rescue Grogu. So excited. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be... Uh... It's just going to be crazy, you know, a little uh, Guardians of the Galaxy kind of uh, team up to get the kid back. Um, did you guys happen to check the text on Boba Fett's chain code? No, but I was hoping that you did. Yeah, I did. Um, there were a few other people I saw that did as well. Um, it's, you know, it's written in Mandoa. Um, there is a, it, it's a different font from like the standard Mandoa text. Um, so it took some time, but. Uh, it, it says foundling, uh, this, the year it's, it's kind of broken up. It's not full sentences, but it mentions, uh, Jaster, um, which legends people know Jaster Mareel is, uh, kind of the guy that I believe like taught Boba Fett a lot of stuff. 
um, huh. back in back in Legends days. So he's kind of recanonized and you know mentions Concord Dawn, uh, which anybody that doesn't know, that's a planet in Mandalorian space, and that's supposedly where Jango Fett was from. And um, I do like that that they they mentioned that Jango was a foundling and was brought mm-hmm. into Mandalorian culture. So it kind of settles kind of the debate of whether or not they're Mandalorians. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Minister Olmec is a piece of shit and a liar. Uh, from Clone Wars. I think it also shows that typically a lot of purebred Mandalorians are, they look upon foundlings in, you know, darker ways. And it's like, oh, well, you're not real Mandalorians. You know what I mean? So I'm thinking uh, that's kind of the way that Bo-Katan could have looked upon the children of the watch, or at least, you know, uh, what, what was uh, Sasha Banks character? Cosca Reeves. Reeves. That's it. I was going to say Crease. Uh, Costco Reeves. And she was just kind of like, oh, it's one of them. She's one of them. You know what I'm saying? And uh, yeah, so that's all Mac <laughs> for me. That's that's how he probably viewed it. But it was so cool to finally get it settled about Django Fett and his history. Was he Mandalorian? Why would somebody say that he's not a real Mandalorian? Now we know he's a foundling. That's cool. I'm, you know, you were talking about threats. That's a whole nother thing to say that Django fought in the Mandalorian civil wars. Yeah, that's going back. That's, that's Duchess Satine stuff. That's back when Obi-Wan was, you know, a Padawan to Qui-Gon. That's when they were, that's when he met Satine. Uh, during some of the, those those conflicts, I mean, so that's a whole other separate story that we could get at some point, and you know, connected to we still we have a book coming out next year by Adam Christopher that you know will fill probably fill in some gaps just for the show, but I mean, who knows what he's writing if it's if it's connected to the show, and uh, I don't know, man. Like there, there's just thinking about the last two episodes for the season is just, it's making my mind go crazy, but then thinking about what other kinds of things that they have in store, you know, for the other seasons or connected material is it's mind boggling to all the different directions that they can go. Oh man. I'm so excited for next week already. Like just, I can't, I can't. Yeah. It, it. it makes, it makes the whole uh, work week seem a little, a little, you know, there's the light at the end of the the work week tunnel is brighter now. Mando Friday, yeah, yeah. Mando Monday and Mando Friday, yeah, yeah. Every day is Mando. Every day is Star Wars Day. <laughs> yeah. Well, I tell you what. With that, we're going to go ahead and start closing out the show today. Here are some of the ways that you can interact with us. You can follow Jam Transmissions on Twitter at JTComLink, where we retweet other great shows you should be listening to, plus the big news of the week. We like to post pictures of our acquisitions, polls, and primers for upcoming episodes. Now, as for our personal accounts, Eden, I know you're not using social media at the moment, but there are alternatives to interacting with you. What have you got? You can send in some comlink chatter. That would be awesome. Um, or you, you can throw my my Nintendo friend code in the uh, the show notes again. That would be great. Yeah, I'm, I'm playing um, Monster Hunter Generations on my Switch. I play Animal Crossing. I'm I've, I'm always on that Switch. So come play with me. Yep. There's your alternative until you finally return to social media. Now, as for me, you can find me on Twitter at Wookie Venom. And how about you, Rick? Where can people find you? Guys, you can find me on Twitter at Cad Bane's Bounty, um, where I waste a lot of time trying to translate Star Wars things. So that's I about it. I counted on you for that, so I, I appreciate it. Well, hopefully there won't be a lot of other things because I got shit to do <laughs> besides translating Star Wars text. <laughs> no way. <laughs> this is the way, Rick. Yeah, but guys, if you have any thoughts comments, questions, concerns about anything in Star Wars, including this latest episode of The Mandalorian, like our good friend Mike Harris did. Uh, Guys, Pete, how do the good people contact us? You guys got to direct all of your emails and voicemails to comlink, C-O-M-L-I-N-K at jamtransmissions.com. And we will definitely read them or play them on the show. And big shout out to Mike Harris. Thank you for uh, writing into us, man. So you guys can tell your friends about the show. This would be a big help because it'll help us build our corner of the community and continue to make this show the positive and listener interactive podcast that we intend it to be. Just tell them to go to jamtransmissions.com or they can find us on most podcatchers and definitely on Podbean, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. And if you missed any links to anything we mentioned on the show today, they'll all be in the show notes. And that's going to be it for our 90th Star Wars Day. We hope you all have enjoyed the show today and we can't wait to hear from you next time. 
I say this to all of our friends and listeners out there, as well as my co-hosts, Rick Villanueva and Eden Gray. May the force be with you. Always. Always.